It has survived persistent abuse, horrifying persecution, and widespread neglect. Yet despite its faults, due to our sinfulness, it is still God's chosen instrument of blessing and has been for two thousand years. The Church's Challenge I too value the Church, as do the women who responded to the survey. That's why I think this book is so important to today's church pastors. Research shows that many churches today, God's chosen instruments of blessing, are suffering from declining attendance and widespread neglect. People are leaving our churches by the thousands each day, writes Dr. Tom Rayner, and others are quietly becoming less and less active. Why? One reason is the fierce competition today's church faces for the allegiance and participation of its members. The local church is no longer the center of spiritual, social, and community life. People have limitless mobility and often fill their social community needs at the local coffee cafe or sushi bar. The pull of the world in our society proves strong and often irresistible even to devoted, born-again evangelical Christians. Our limited time, energy, and attention spans are drawn to extravagant shopping malls, theater multiplexes, restaurants of all ethnic persuasions, social clubs, health clubs, satellite television, sophisticated personal computer games, and a super-broadband Internet highway at our fingertips. Researchers predict that by 2010, 10 to 20 percent of the population will rely primarily or exclusively on the Internet for their religious input. They expect the cyber church to lure tens of millions of people away from the existing church. The church is also increasingly confronted and challenged by spiritual options, religious groups that pull people away. Whether paganism, witchcraft, Wicca, New Age, or goddess-worship spirituality, these pseudo-faiths are quickly converting our nation's women, especially our college-aged women. Teenagers today experiment widely with new or rediscovered supernatural world religions. Three-quarters, 73%, of America's youth have engaged in at least one type of psychic or witchcraft-related activity beyond mere media exposure or horoscope usage. In response, local churches employ all kinds of strategies to hold on to their members and to bring the unchurched into their congregations. They build massive worship centers and equip them with theater lighting and sound technology. They design recreation centers with expensive fitness equipment, racquetball courts, bowling alleys, and swimming pools. They pad their wooden pews with body-conforming space-age cushions, use large-screen projectors to aid preaching, hire Hollywood celebrities and professional sports figures to give testimonies, bring in Grammy-winning recording artists to perform choreographed stage shows, host free pizza parties and elaborate church dinners, organize Skiing for Jesus youth trips, invite older members to exotic sightseeing excursions, and even haul in supersized televisions on Super Bowl Sunday. But entertainment tactics don't seem to be working long-term. Many lament that Sunday worship services have become Hollywood performances, 
producing a carnival atmosphere and a seeker-palatable, watered-down gospel. A growing number beg for serious theological, biblically-based sermons and Bible study. They ask, Isn't the Word of God powerful enough to bring people into church and keep them there? Something in me recoils, writes Dr. Charles Swindle, when I sense that the worship program is choreographed right down to the last ten seconds, and I am an observer of a performance instead of a participant in worship. When something as meaningful and beautiful as worship gets slick or bears the marks of a complicated stage show or starts to look contrived, I start checking out the closest exits. Christian women are no different. Surely today's confused, violent, and hurting world needs the church more than ever before. Yet even